Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, Winton Shire Mayor is Gavin Basket. He joins us this morning on Rural Queensland today. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good, Dobbo. How are you going, mate? Really well. Um, really well. Uh, obviously, we spoke a couple of weeks ago and there were some concerns around uh, the properties that have been purchased and the way and the alleged properties that they have so it is believed that the government have bought and whether or not they're for the wildlife corridor trails or to, to increase national parks, that's regardless. But it's taking prime agricultural land and, and also the opal mining business, putting it at risk in your area. Now, tomorrow, you actually might have some progress in such. Yes, mate. Yeah, now, so with our um, rapid meeting, which is the seven councils in our area, we are having a meeting and we've got Minister Linnard coming along and her department to discuss these issues. So, yeah, like you've highlighted, the concerns about the apple industry in our shire is a big issue, and also in the other neighbouring shires where these properties are, um, concerns by the neighbouring landholders to do with um, management of um, pests and looking after the land and, and shared facilities that they've got there at the moment and um, loss of income to the shires through their rates and that so there's several issues that we'll be raising with the minister and her um, department to try and get some clarity going forward. So are you concerned of the long-term effects that this is going to have on your community? That's the big thing I'm worried about for you. Oh definitely mate like there's the, the stuff that you can put your uh, finger on pretty easily of like losing people off these property, losing income off these properties of stock, um, people that work and live there, the chop in the towns, the transport industry, they'll all be affected. The neighbours will definitely be affected. There's never been a national park out in this country been established that doesn't have an effect on the neighbours. Like Bladensburg was uh, bought nearly 40 years ago now through, the, through that period and these, there was nine properties around there that used to be all in sheep. None of them are in sheep now because of the lack of management of the, the pests on these properties and this, and this will occur on the other ones. So that's a big concern. But one of our massive concerns is the um, opal industry. Down there in that area, like we've got the Opalden, and it has the uh, best production fields in the world of boulder opal, which is our national gemstone and gets sold all around the world. And um, we did get some correspondence from the minister the other day saying that um, in down Tonkaroo, existing mines will be allowed to stay there, but that's no um, future for the industry because once the existing ones are finished, no more will be allowed in there. And, Opalden, which has been there for almost 140 years wow. and is a great economic driver in our economy, potentially could be shut down in the next five years, which is very disturbing. It's more than disturbing. Um, if they give the licences and, you know, it's also how they manage it from a fire hazard perspective as well. Like, there's got to be some management of this country because if it just goes to rack and ruin with feral animals and, and with grass out of control... When there is a lightning strike, it could just not take out the national park. It takes out a lot of community properties as well, and a lot of lot of business gets taken out. I, I, I get concerned by the management of these. Are these the questions you've got to ask? That, that is almost the number one question. Like my, my main priority is the opal industry, then the grazers around it, but in the other shires like uh, Longridge and Barku, their major concern is the um, neighbouring grazers, and that's one thing we'll want to know. There's been 192 million put in there for the next four years for purchase of these protected land, how much money has been put away for the whole of life's costs and to have sufficient uh, ranges running these places and land management so it doesn't 
affect the neighbours and, and makes it difficult for them to run their business. It's tough enough on the land to live without the government buying land and putting more more pressure on the neighbours. Yeah, you're dead right. Now, mate, you got up in the chopper the other day and you've had a bit of a look around. What is the country looking like after the devastation of that flood water? Oh, it's a double-edged sword, Dobber. Like, the country looks... Uh, Phenomenal. I went down like along the Diamantina and headed over into that middle middle country where there was um, up to 18 inches in 24 hours and 26 inches over about three or four days. And the country is just unbelievable how green it is and the amount of water it's got. But the other side is the um, devastation. The amount of fencing and infrastructure lost through that area is phenomenal. Like this country is not built for uh, that much rain. And there's sections there I was flying around looking at where there's like 4K stretch of fence that gone and, and double any other damage that's ever been caused to the fencing and it's not, like sometimes the fencing just lays down and you can shake the debris off and stand it up but there's a lot of areas where the fencing's either gone or it's two or three hundred metres down the channel wrapped around fences and so it's going to be a, uh, a massive impost to those grazers in that area of rebuilding hundreds and hundreds of kilometres of fence and they're out there doing it, it's uh, been hot humid weather but they're starting on the boundary fences, get all those up and then start working through internally. Can we get some funding for it? Is there going to be some relief for people who are obviously had that devastation? Well, mate, they just announced a couple of weeks ago the um, restocking and on-farm infrastructure grant of $150,000 uh, 50-50. So, like, the graziers can access up to 150 as long as they put in up to 150. And this was for that uh, event last year, like when you and Danji in the Booyah Shire got flooded and up in the Burke uh, Shire there with Burke and they had their massive floods and that's fantastic. And um, we actually would like to get that extended to us. I've got the um, CEO of QRA, Jake Elwood, coming out uh, in April to have some meetings and uh, Minister Boyd, the emergency minister, she, I was talking to her and she's keen to get out here as well. And uh, we just need to get this extended for our area because talking to some graziers there, they've got a couple of properties, they're up to half a million dollars for fencing and um, fixing of their dams and their other infrastructure as well. Yeah, quite unbelievable, quite unbelievable. Way Out West Festival, not far away, mate. You must be looking forward to that. That's exciting. And, and like with the PBR bull ride, things are starting to take place in the town. It's starting to change. Mate, yeah, no, it's going to be another great weekend. Last year was the first time we trialled that and it was fantastic. They had some great bulls and some great riders and, uh, the balls actually won, I think, over the 70-odd rides. There was lucky to be a dozen that rode. So the balls uh, they had the victory that weekend. But we had a massive crowd there and then the uh, motorbikes and the entertainment. And we've got the um, Screaming Jets and Amber Lawrence and them coming this year. So, uh, yeah, mate, looking, really looking forward to that in the um, middle weekend of the Easter school holidays. It's so important. It almost kickstarts the tourism year, isn't it? Like, you know, with and, – and with what you've got, it starts to cool down. Um, there will be, you know, so many things to factor in after it does dry out and the grass grows. You, I mean, you get hoppers and um, there's always the next challenge out there. But um, things start to cool down a fraction. Mate, yeah, no, we did the first way at West Fest back in 2018 for the um, reopening of the Walsh Matilda Centre after burnt down. And it was just so good for our, our businesses that we've kept it going from then and it really kicks off the tourist season. That's that trying to extend those shoulder season and you get a couple of thousand people out here for the weekend. The businesses love it and even the communities they travel through um, love it. So we've worked really hard to keep it going and 
next year is 150 years of Winton, so we've started planning for a, a massive event um, next year, not only for the Way at West Fest, but through the whole year. Oh, it's going to be a huge year next year. Gavin Basket, Winton Chime, I appreciate it. I hope the meetings go well tomorrow. I really do. Um, that's an important part of what is going on at this present moment. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Bobo. See you, mate. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today.